Welcome to Arrow of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me always is Sam Neal. Hiya! And this week we also have a very special guest, Tom Hughes. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, it, it feels even better knowing that you, know, you can say it's a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast and be telling the truth now. <laughs> Ouch, yeah. What? Oh, damn it, like 30 seconds in and he's already talking smack. That's unbelievable. I've got to get in the first dig. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've been on, on a pretty good run. Like, we've had a, a fairly consistent release schedule for at least the past four weeks. <laughs> at least. At least. <laughs> It's fine. It's been, it's yeah, twenty nineteen's been a good year. Yeah, it didn't start good. <laughs> we made up for it. We made up for it. Sweet. So yeah, Tom, thank you for thank you for joining us. You are a patron of of the podcast. Yeah, and decided to contribute the ridiculous sum of money of, of twenty dollars uh, in order to appear on an episode. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like I started listening like I don't know probably like uh, September something like that last year. So went did like started moving on to night shifts uh, at work and music and my headphones wasn't cutting it because it was just so dead so it was like right, I need different entertainment and started listening went back to the start um, and I've probably listened to every episode about six or seven times wow Jesus <laughs> amazing I mean if I didn't actually know you personally I'd be kind of terrified by that information <laughs> um, I mean that's awesome thank you thank you very much um it, it really means a lot, and I'm I'm uh, very happy that you're here to just have a go at us. Apparently, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think words can express enough how how, how thankful I am. Really, that somebody enjoys this this nonsense that we we talk every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it, it's awesome. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, so we we've brought you on because you are a very dedicated magic player. Is that a fair description of you? Yeah, uh, I. Like to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, would you be able to give us sort of like uh, a history of yourself as a player, like a rundown of your just sort of experience with Magic? Uh, yeah, sure. So I started in twenty thirteen, I think twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. Um, I think the first packs that I opened were uh, Return to Ravnica or like whatever the first set in that block was. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds strangely familiar. So I, yeah, I actually started uh, on Magic. Like, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and stuff as a kid. Uh, but the Duels of the Planeswalkers 2013 game went uh, free on Xbox. So me and a few of like my mates downloaded it. We gave it a crack, loved it. Found out it was a paper game, uh, and we'd like like go into the the French classrooms at lunch and play it in there and stuff. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah, so we we played literally a group of about six of us and hadn't played with anybody else for about probably about four 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 or five years something like that um at the end of 2017 probably like november i went to my first fnm with my with my you know little kitchen table home brews got absolutely ruined went oh four uh my very first real magic game was against dredge uh, oh jesus yeah. <laughs> so i was thrown in at the deep end yeah that's not great <laughs> but you still came back right you still you still play yeah 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 so uh, i uh my, my very first deck that was worth anything and you know the uh, win games was a uh, like i played against merfolk and i was like yeah this is sick but i don't like merfolk uh zombies are cooler so i got myself a play set of ether vials uh some cool zombies and just played Esper zombies. Mm-hmm. I, I was playing like Scarab Guard in Modern, but like getting actual value without having to do the ability. So it's like, oh yeah, well I have some creatures, so I'm just going to scry like five. <laughs> sweet, okay. nice, yeah, sweet. Yeah, so that was like cool, but it wasn't like it wasn't good enough. 
I think uh, the first real Magic deck I bought was uh, Bogles because it, I think I spent like £110 on most of the deck and I basically had to just get Ley Lines and Horizon Camp piece. So just the just the expense of Bedtime? Yeah, really. Uh, so yeah, I had that for a little while. I was like, yeah, this is sweet. Uh, I think I want something a bit different because every game is pretty much the same. It's like, oh yeah, this is a, like, this is a Daybreak Coronet. This is a second Daybreak Coronet. Do you want to concede? <laughs> That's normally how it goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, picked up a play set of Opals, uh, bought Affinity. I played that for quite a while, uh, a few months. I then picked up, uh, I think Scapeshift was next. I uh, played nice. that for a bit. I was like, yeah, cool. I think Combo Dex might be my thing, but not this one. Um, uh, and I bought the pieces for Amulet because I'd, like, I'd seen... Uh, some old videos of it um and i really started to pick it up from the pretty dece video uh tcg player on youtube where they just like explain the combo and stuff it's like yeah this seems awesome uh because i didn't get to play with like birth and pod or anything like that so this was the the closest thing to that kind of toolbox deck that there was so i picked it up uh, i sucked with it and i put it down for a while um, I think so that's, I had, that's pretty understandable. It is probably the most difficult deck to pilot, I think, in modern currently. Yeah, I think it's like it's probably up there with Quixis Death Shadow. I think, yeah. or you know, any of the Death Shadow variants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the the interim before I picked it back up again, uh, I played Storm. Pretty, I still play it every now and then, but I play that pretty extensively. Uh, I'm foiling that at the minute. Managed to pick up uh, two mana morphoses when everybody was panicking about uh, horizons and trying to sell them for cheap. Uh, <laughs> so I got two foil shadow more mana morphoses for twenty pounds each. Jeez, that's nice. nice. Yeah. So that's uh, that's coming on. I'm happy about that. Um, so I, the other decks that I have that I've picked up and played and sort of dabbled in between, I, I've got Dredge. Uh, uh, Ad nauseum, uh, burn. Uh, I, I forget what I own. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> must be nice. Yeah. Must be yeah, nice. So, so I think it's, it's safe to say that modern is probably your your format of choice. Then, yeah, I, I, I play modern. I, I built like uh, a little blue black surveil deck in standard uh, because I bought a box of guilds, uh, opened it, and I was like, yeah, cool. This is some these are some cool cards. So I basically got a place of watery graves and played with what I opened. Nice. So it's like I've got some. Some Lazabs and some Doom Whisperers and Spiderbugs are busted magic card. So sweet. Yeah, I mean it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's uh, is it Phoenix? That was the other one. Sure, yeah. I remember losing to that that deck. <laughs> um Yeah, it seems seems weird that, you know, you're uh, clearly a dedicated Arab Devastation podcast listener. Despite the fact you love modern. <laughs> we continue to think that modern is terrible. But I mean, we appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Just, just, just imagining you working the night shift, just shouting into the ether about how wrong we are about modern. Yeah, like, that was one of my main motivations for uh, for donating. The Patreon was like, you know, I like I'm listening to this, and I want to talk into this conversation as it's happening, and I can't. <laughs> like, no, I, I am gonna, I am gonna tell you how wrong you are. Well, well, fortunately, we're not doing another modern episode today so you just have to agree with us instead if that's okay <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah um that's that's wild i didn't um because obviously we we know each other quite well because we put we play at the same yeah. at the same shop um but like 
I didn't realize you you'd sort of <clears throat> moved into proper proper magic, not kitchen table magic, so recently. I thought you'd like played for ages, considering considering how many decks you owned and and sort of your attitude towards magic. Yeah, like it was it was really recently. Um, it's like especially given the context of how long I have played. Um, but it was like I came to my first F and M. And then a couple of weeks later, I went to another one just because of shifts and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I got a new job where I could. So the night shift, like I don't work a Friday because I start on Sunday. Uh, the afternoon shift, I finish at six. So mm-hmm. every week, my shift allows me to go to F and M. And the only time I've missed one has been for bigger tournaments. It's the it's it's proper like it marks the end of the work week for me now. So I don't think I can. Like I really regret it if I end up dropping it. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, I mean, you are you are a very a very good player, honestly. Um, Thank you. Yeah, just watching you play certain decks, I'm like, I wouldn't have seen those lines. What the hell? Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I guess this is a sort of perfect episode to bring you on for. So this week we're talking about sort of understanding understanding yourself as a magic player, um, how you interact with the game, like what it means to you, and I guess to you that means just jamming every deck under the sun that's currently modern legal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. Uh, I want to be. A- a, a total degenerate uh, i want to play nonsense uh and modern i think is the best format to do that uh when you when you don't have the kind of money to go out and buy leds and stuff yeah for sure yeah i I, I would agree there definitely mm-hmm. yeah if you, if you like terrible magic that ends on turn four then yeah <laughs> uh amulet again like so i picked it up did really badly at fnm uh was disheartened went back to storm which i was just doing quite like doing quite well on um mm-hmm. i gave it a few weeks picked amulet back up uh stuck with it and it's absolutely rewarded the time that i've put into it yeah definitely i mean the, my my personal experience with amulet i just like i picked it up uh i can't remember how long ago it was now but i picked it up and i played it for about three f and and i just i couldn't there was something about there's something about just the way that like my my brain i just couldn't properly understand the lines and and the mechanics of the deck and like being able to win in certain situations like i understood like okay i cast this titan get this land get this land do this attack you for this like whatever but in terms of like understanding yeah. the, the specific situations like when you have to in- interact with your opponent and, and play around the board like I, there was just something about it i couldn't quite grasp so i sort of gave it up um but yeah what i've, I've watched you play i mean, a couple of times and like definitely would have found definitely found lines that i wouldn't have been able to find myself it's uh, it's one of those decks that i i really like the look of it and I, i've always been tempted to sort of sort of pick it up but I, I just I don't think I'm good enough to play that deck I think it's <laughs> yeah. like as somebody who, who, who typically does play like a lot of combo decks and like other formats I, th- I think it's a lot more difficult like certainly certainly more difficult than like Adnosium Tendrils and Legacy like it's very easy to to count to ten yeah, in yeah. that deck, whereas you I don't know from like what I've seen from Amulet there are just just so many lines and just figuring out like at which point like can I win the game with the cards in my hand on like turn two or whatever yeah I don't know I just just feel like I'm just not clever enough to play that deck yeah that's definitely my experience yeah Yeah. the main thing is it's so unintuitive like the I've never had to think with a deck more than with amulet yeah Um, and at first it was it it was a bit of a hindrance but now I it's probably what I enjoy most about the deck yeah like I can play a full day of magic and none of the games will be the same whereas you know with storm it's like you can get the I think you can get the first 90% with a deck 
like storm quite easily and yeah. then it's the last 10 percent. like oh, you know which order should i play these cantrips in and blah 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 that's mm-hmm. like it, you know it's the difference between me and like caleb shearer sure yeah yeah, yeah. well the man that like lives and breathes storm <laughs> like finds those weird yeah, lines like, that no one else no lonely mortal could get <laughs> literally like i was watching a jim davis on stream the other day uh, and in the chat here, somebody asked, oh, is Storm viable at the minute? And he said, no, unless your name is Caleb Shearer. Because the new yeah. mission, yeah, he shows up with a deck that's, that I, I think, pretty objectively tier 2, tier, like tier 2.5 at the minute. Um, mm-hmm. And just just wins events. And it's like, well, what 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 superpowers does this guy have that I don't? Like, yeah, it, it's crazy. But absolutely, I think Marvin really rewards you putting in work with a deck. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's 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 sort of the thing. It's like it's very much my experience with playing Magic. It's like I I am very much uh, a mediocre Magic player um, in terms of just general play. But it, when it comes to specifically Legacy Maverick, I am very good because I've played that deck a lot and I understand the lines and I understand how to win in certain situations. Um, and I've, I've definitely touched on this before on the show, but like I, I I'm unable to put the time into other decks in order, to, in order to get there so Maverick's just sort of my thing like I'm very good at Maverick and very mediocre every other every other deck every other format um, so I mean I, I suppose I suppose that's why, why Caleb Shearer is so good it's just he, he just plays exclusively that deck regardless of the format um, and it's just able to sort of kill with it uh, which is great um, but I guess that, that, that sort of that sort of plays into plays into the main topic today right? Yeah um, sure before we dive into that I think we should do a, a a bit quick catch up for the week and see see what magic people have been playing this week oh god Sam sure, how's sure. your magic been this week um my magic's been limited this week I mean this week has been this week has been interesting yeah um so on Thursday on Thursday night so I have a pet guinea pig my guinea pig Laverne she is she is my my pride and joy the love of my life um, but on Thursday, on Thursday night, we found uh, a really weird lump oh, under no. her chin. Um, like, so it's just it, like, honestly, it felt like a ping pong ball, just like under her chin, under her fur. Um, so we were like freaking out, having a horrible time. Like, oh my god, this is this is horrendous. What, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, long story short, we took it to the vet on Friday. It was uh, it was an abscess um, that needed to be uh, opened and drained. I'm trying not to get too graphic on a podcast. Um, but it's, it's a horrible experience, and, and she's got an open wound on her neck currently because they, they have to leave it open to make sure that it heals properly, to make sure that like it doesn't get reinfected and everything like that. So I've spent this week cleaning <laughs> a guinea pig's neck wound and force-feeding her antibiotics that she absolutely hates. Um, so it's, it's been a stressful week, like constantly checking, checking up on her. Like before I was reco- like before we started recording, I was just like sort of watching her, just making sure she's okay. And like after this, I'll be spending quite a lot of time just making sure she's okay. Yeah. So that has has impeded my week quite a bit. I can imagine. Um, yeah. I hope she's oh, she's all right. Thank you. Yeah. She's she seems she seems like she's okay in herself. Like she's still eating and she's still you know we we had it we had we, I'm I'm trying to spend as much time with her as possible and she's still like chewing on my face and licking my ears and stuff so so she's she's doing she's doing alright um but yeah and then also so I, I currently have this week off work um by just a virtue of having annual leave to use up and my my partner Ali is currently away on holiday with her family <laughs> so I'm in the flat by myself not working so I've gone completely mad and I've just been playing arena sort of non-stop nice yeah uh i'm just eating junk food 
watching YouTube and playing Arena, which is which is it's pretty good. It's pretty good. How's the um, uh, the grind to Mythic going? Oh god, it's so bad. I've been playing quite a bit of Constructed because I was I was drafting quite a lot. I was drafting because Allegiance is back on like best of one ranked. Yeah, finally. Yeah. So I've been jamming that. I've been trying to force the blue white Dermans Acuity clear the mind deck, which is gas. Um, oh, but yeah. it was just not doing very well. Um, just like not progressing on the ladder at all for that. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll just I'll give Constructed a go. So I've been playing because I was I was playing Mono Blue because I own Mono Blue in paper and I really enjoy that deck. But I've been playing the Team of Reclamation deck. Okay. Um, which is just absolute gas. Like, it's so fun. Um, so I've, I've been uh, bullying people <laughs> on Arena with uh, with Team of Reclamation, um, which is really, really good fun. Like, Standard continues to be an excellent format, um, but I'm not getting anywhere. Like, I've been sort of around Gold 3, for like okay. the last two days, despite the fact that I've been jamming loads and loads of games, um, I just every time I win a match because I'm playing best of three because I just enjoy it more. Yeah. Um, every time I win a match, I lose a match. It's it's just sort of disheartening. But I'm playing. I, I I'm not really bothered about the rank. Like I'm not going to hit mythic. Well, I mean, how many days have we got left of this season? <laughs> Six days as of recording. Mm, I am off work. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going to hit like the top 1,000 Mythic players yeah. <laughs> by any means. Um, but I've just been having fun with Paint Magic, so that's what I've been doing. Um, I played some standard at FNM, uh, went 2-2. I'm really bad at playing Mardo Blue in standard. Yeah, <laughs> It's not the easiest deck, I'll give it that, definitely. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier on Arena, <laughs> so when you have to play it in paper, it's very, it's very difficult, especially not with the, the sort of the smoothing algorithm. Sure. Where it gives you like hands with lands and stuff. I've I've been uh, not. Uh, obviously, I have to. I'm at the mercy of actually shuffling paper cards and yeah. drawing them. So um, yeah, it's it's. It, I, I still enjoy the deck, but I didn't do very well. So my magic has my magic has been plentiful, I guess, but not very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> sure. As as per usual. What about what about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, mine mine kind of hasn't really been plentiful or impressive to be honest <laughs> this week uh, sweet sounds about right yeah I've been playing <laughs> playing very little magic like once again like seem to be somehow just grinding half stone because I'm alright at half stone standard currently bizarre ooh hiss etc yeah. well I I figured it'd been like six months since I'd even picked the game up um, like the first of this month I figured like oh, well I wonder I wonder how easy it is to like just make like a like a tier deck and grind and see see how high I can get. Um, mm-hmm. So in, obviously twenty four days later, and I'm now like on like third rank. So oh sweet yeah, I'm probably like a couple of days away from legend. Oh awesome! That's so like <laughs> it was uh, yeah surprisingly a lot easier than I thought it would. So I'm going to continue grinding that out and see how how high I get at the end of the month and. You know, maybe this time next day you'll see me at the uh, the Mythic Invitational. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh as soon as you say that. I'm sorry. I'm very supportive of you. And <laughs> I'm yeah, uh, very proud of you, and I'm sure you'll do excellent. Well, I'm sorry for laughing. Know, <laughs> as, as statistics show, the best way to become a, a professional magic player currently is is to get very good at Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so that's that's my plan. But uh, yeah, other, other than than Hearthstone, uh, I put on a small old school tournament at the weekend um, on Saturday 
Uh, I say too small. There was there was only four of us in attendance there in, in the end. We had a couple of oh, people gosh. drop out last minute, but it was still a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, really enjoyable. Trying just trying to sort of grow the the old school scene in my my local area. Mm-hmm. Get some more people into the format, and yeah, it's it was fun. Had a really fun day. Uh, I ended up winning the tournament, which I really didn't expect at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was great, great fun. I played Esper cards I own <laughs> was uh, yeah, it was pretty good cards. yeah Playing, I, I have this mox jet so I'm gonna play it yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah so my deck is kind of like evolved from like playing like the like mono black originally because it was it was like the budget list that is also fairly powerful uh, mm-hmm, you yeah. just replace like the jism gyms with like juggernauts and suchi because you know they don't cost like a thousand dollars each and then I decided I want to splash white because hey maybe my opponents might have injusm gin and I don't have anything in black that can deal with it so I splash white for swords to power shares also enables me to play disenchant Uh, and then uh, it was after eternal weekend North America last year Wizards of the Coast allowed them to use uh, collector's edition and national edition in a sanctioned tournament for the first time ever uh, so okay. you find like a lot of groups around the world sort of relax the rule sets a bit. So uh, I own a collector's edition ancestral recall and time twister. So splash blue for those because why not, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. If you own them, yeah, seems yeah. good. Yeah, just the interaction between time twister and underworld dreams is probably one of my favourite things in Magic. Wow. Yeah, that's that's some that's some bullying. Yeah, I think <laughs> for your opponent. Did manage to to play a game where I went turn one uh, Swamp Dark Ritual Underworld Dreams turn two I played Swamp Mox Jet Underworld Dreams and, and then turn three I played a an Underground Sea and Time Twister and they died 14 to my opponent and yeah it was, that's uh, it was pretty wow. good pretty good uh, yeah, that's sick yeah, lots of like nice fun shenanigans. I, I really, really just love old school for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm still trying to build up my deck. I'll get there eventually. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely sort something out for London for you. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm missing a few cards, but they're not they're not particularly expensive. Yeah, yeah. Other Sweet. than that, I did a draft on uh, on Arena of Ravnica Allegiance because that format is fantastic. Correct. Yeah, went six three in that. Um, just one of those things where, like, for whatever reason, like the like the the algorithms and like the, the the draft bots are very odd. So you end up playing against like decks which you would just never play against in like a proper paper tournament. Yeah, it's so, my like, experience. Yeah, I had like what I felt was like a fantastic like seven zero deck easily, but then I came across an opponent with like two Kaya's Wrath, and then I just top deck lands for four turn. Uh, there was like another one where my opponent had like two Hydroid Krasis and Jeez. another one where they had like a, yeah, the Biogenic Ooze and just, yeah, just got run over by these like decks full of Mythics Sure, maybe that happens, right? Yeah, for sure, but I still got a draft for free so Arena's great for that. Sweet, yeah. absolutely And how about yourself, Tom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, I actually uh, the last uh, few weeks uh, I've been to Modern winner boxes, sweet. Uh, blasting out uh, Amulet Titan. Uh, so the one this Saturday just gone. Uh, I went three o two in a uh, in round uh, round two. I drew against uh, Lantern Control, like hey. the new Sam Blacklist. Yeah. So I managed to pick up the rest of my wins uh, in top eight, and I lost uh, lost in the top eight to a guy on Burn who I beat in the Swiss. Oh no. So it was like a, a grudge match that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, FNM, uh, one of our uh, one of our friends uh, had let me Tron. Sweet. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, I found the deck sort of lost to itself, um, and it was just like it was cool doing powerful things for the first couple of games. But then it was like, yeah, so I mean, here's here's three lands and here's a Khan. Can you answer it? And that was it. Yeah. Um, and I found it just to be like once the the awesomeness of casting something like a Khan or an Ulamog or something had worn off, like the deck just didn't have much me left. Yeah, it, it's 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 a deck I, I quite like. So I've sleeved it up again again recently. If in case I ever do decide I want to play modern again, uh, and it it is it's it's not a very like fun deck for like either player. And it, it like once you do cast like your first like turn three Khan or your first turn four Ulamar Garugan, the excitement wears off pretty quickly. But I, I do find that it is it's just a decent deck, but it's not very exciting. Like you're either just gonna like, you either have it on turn three or turn four, or you don't have it, and then your opponent wins on turn three or turn four. But like most of your matchups just kind of seem a bit fifty-fifty. Yeah, I agree. Like the the decks, I think objectively very powerful. I yeah, think it's sure. quite well positioned at the minute. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't think it's the the kind of magic that I enjoy playing. So I, yeah, so that was sort of the decider for. I think if I did well with Tron and I enjoyed it, I might have uh, I might have played it on the Saturday. But yeah, yeah I picked up uh, Amulet instead because I went two two. It was my first FNM of the year that was worse than three one. It was a bit bitter. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that sounds about right for for Tron as well. To be honest, like two two. I think Tron's one of the, it is one of the strange decks where it's like it, it's doing these like inherently broken things, like casting seven mana Planeswalkers on turn three, and you know ten mana Eldrazi on turn four. But it it just never quite gets there. Like it never quite wins. There'll always be like at least like one copy of a Tron deck in like any top eight, like any weekend of a year. But it, it never quite manages to take down the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. So like the yeah, so Pits Amulet for the uh, for Saturday uh, went really well. Uh, so a couple of a couple of plays that I thought were particularly notable. I wanted to talk about. Um, so the. The burn player, uh, when I was playing against him in the Swiss, uh, he he got me down to, I think it was exactly three life, um, past the turn. I slam a Rurik and he's on eight. Uh, so I pass back, and he has two monastery Swiss spears uh, and an Eidolon on board. So if he casts anything, he dies. <laughs> if he attacks with everything, I have to block the Eidolon. Yeah. Um, so he goes to combat. Uh, declares attacker swings him with the idol on and he's got one card in hand and mountain 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 sacred foundry on the board so i uh, before going to blocks i ghost quarter his sacred foundry he doesn't find a planes because uh, he's not running it um so i block the idol on pass the turn back and i attack and win and he had a lightning helix stuck in hand oh wow <laughs> <laughs> nice nice uh, and i had a, a game against uh counters company where uh the game one, I had four amulets on board, so ridiculousness ensued. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. game two, I got like turn three or whatever. Uh, and then in uh, game three, I had just sort of ramped a bunch with Sakura Tribe Scouts, so I had lots of mana, uh, and Academy Ruins, and a walking ballista. So like he uh, he played like a Duskwatch Recruiter and something else. 
so I shot it down and put it back on top uh, at the end of my turn uh, and he cocoed and found uh, Vizier of Remedies and Kitchen Finks and then played a Viscerous here on the next turn so it was like oh, okay he's got infinite life he's probably got like Coco into Devoted Druid and you know Walking Blister or whatever on the top um, so I draw the Walking Blister obviously um, I kill his board so dudes on like 10 billion life or whatever he <laughs> um, does the whole oh yeah Coco into XYZ like yeah cool kill it all pass put the blister back on top repeat it for about four turns and he's just sort of like well I'll get infinite life like why haven't you conceded like you, you can't kill me I went yeah but this keeps going back on top of my library and you're casting collected companies so he conceded uh, before actually milling out yeah, so I basically milled someone with Amulet. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Oh. That's sweet. Who says modern isn't an interesting and diverse format? Oh, yeah. Me, so, like, I say yeah, that. I say that all the time. Yeah, like, it's definitely what I want to be doing uh, in modern. I think that it's just like all the all the different lines of play that you can take are just, are just so crazy. Like I, uh, I had one game, um, I had to check in the, in the judge page on Facebook that I was actually right about it. Uh, played against Grixis Death Shadow. Um, I cast a, a cast a. Try, I can't remember what it was. Cast something expensive anyway. Uh, and he stubborn denials it. Yeah. Uh, and he's Death Shadow is four four. So I tap a grow for the Bound Willows to make him gain a life and just pay the one. Sweet. Yeah, it lost ferocious on the spell. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I saw I saw that post. That's really like, cool. Is, is, that, is that how that works? Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like it's, right. paying the one, paying the one with the grove is just like ultimate tilt, right? Wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna add a a green mana, put you back up to a, put you back up to ten, uh, and just count your stubborn dial. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. <laughs> nice. Who says modern isn't interesting? And... <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. This. <laughs> Awesome. awesome. So awesome. yeah, I guess we jump right in then. Understanding yourself as a magic player. Absolutely, it's it's something I've I've been interested in because like you know I don't get to play a lot of magic, but I'm heavily invested in magic. Right. right. Like I think everyone who knows me knows that I'm heavily invested, despite the fact I barely play. Um, and it's just sort of like I really wanted to have a conversation about, but yeah, about understanding yourself as a magic player. Like I think I know a lot of people who don't seem to know what they want um, and don't seem to know why they play magic. Not that there's a wrong reason. There's never a wrong reason to play magic. Um, but it's just I I've, I've un- I understand that I I firmly fit into the the casual the casual side of it. Despite the fact that I I own expensive cards, I own a lot of decks. I play a lot. Like you know, I play sort of competitive high level magic. And whenever I play, I play to win because otherwise, what's the point? But I still very much yeah. consider myself to be a casual player. Um, so it's just there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance to it. Um, so I guess I guess the first the first point is so both of you what do you what do you want from Magic like why why do you play Joe go sure um, it's quite a good question I think that's mm-hmm. it's something that has I think evolved and taken on different shapes over my my whole Magic playing lifetime i guess um <laughs> yeah i think at, at first i was i was really sort of drawn to to the just the the kind of like gameplay aspect of the game like i i love games i always have loved games um magic has always been one of those those games that seems like it's it's really 
fun but also difficult and, and intricate and I, I do kind of like that um but I, I think yeah as as time goes on i think that does very quickly evolve into the the gathering side of magic the gathering like we we did the episode on last week like you you learn about the community you meet people you grow and you find out that the game is more than just the game itself playing the cards you get to you get to build a lifetime hopefully lifetime long connections with people and yeah i think i get a lot of out of that side of, of magic as well i think absolutely you say lifelong friendships i'm sure our friendship will die in a couple of years um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, absolutely. It's just it's it's more than a game, right? It's um it's 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 that's that's one of the most important things for me. It's just it's it's my hobby, right? Because based on the fact that I work full time and I, I have a partner and you know, I, have a, I have other responsibilities, like I only really have time for one hobby, and I'm really glad I made it magic. Um, and that, and that's it's understanding. I'm never going to be well. I might do, you know, there might be a, a huge change in my life, but I'm not going to be able to grind tournaments and grind GPs and, and fly all over Europe to, to to do that and meet the pro tour. And it was it was understanding that that I think was really important to understanding how I interact with Magic. Just yeah. because I can't grind tournaments and, and be the best player in the world doesn't mean I I can't have a positive and important relationship with the game. Yeah, I, for I'm sure. Still laughing. Um, so Tom, what do you what do you play Magic for? Like, why why are you why are you here? Well, I mean, I, I think I, I relate to the two of you a lot in the, the sense that, like, I left, uh, I left an old friendship group behind, just sort of, as I, I think I matured a bit, and they were, you know, sort of still living in a, like, a schoolboy mentality, mm-hmm. um, and so, like, showing up to, just showing up to the game store and being like, I hadn't seen any of these people before. And straight away, I've got people, you know, open open up, up conversations with me. So I'm, I'm a very anxious person. Uh, I don't deal with social interactions, especially with new people, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that people are just like so so welcoming and so so easy to talk to was absolutely huge. Um, it meant that I, you know, I didn't feel the sting of leaving leaving people behind because it instantly replaced them with so many bad people oh like, that's, as far that's as really actually, nice I, I, I'm uh, glad that I, I'm one of those people that's better than your old friends <laughs> <laughs> very true yeah like so as far as actually playing the game like competitive magic is my favourite type of magic to play like yeah. I like when I know that some like something's on the line I'm not allowed to mess up uh, so I I just play the best magic that I can and I know that my opponent is trying to beat me as much as I'm trying to beat them so I, I like playing good players if I know that somebody somebody's trying as hard as they can to beat me and I win I, I get a lot more enjoyment from that than like from going to FNM and you know playing with somebody that I haven't like I haven't seen around before and they've just showed up and it's like I, yeah cool I'm getting to play the game but this isn't like this isn't really playing the game for me like yeah for sure i I get that definitely i think that that's i'm not playing the best magic i'm wasting my time sometimes absolutely yeah yeah i i think i have quite a a similar mentality when it comes to that like my my favorite thing to do is is play at combrel like definitely like that's the kind of magic i want to be playing um, I, I I I do enjoy. I mean, yeah, like see, I'll, I'll enjoy any kind of magic to like some extent. But if it came down to like you can only play one type of magic for the rest of your life, like give me, you know, 
day like yeah day two of a gp like give me that like that's the kind of like high stakes gameplay that i want to i want to be playing yeah definitely yeah i i i agree with that like that's that's the magic i enjoy most is that it's the magic i'm i feel like i perform best at i perform yeah like like, like you said tom like when there's something on the line when there's reasonable whether, whether that's <clears throat> excuse me um a booster pack for a win at FNM, like that's still, that's still an important reason to play. Whether that's like actual actual money, at, at like a proper event. If there's something on the line, I'm going to be more inclined to play properly, to 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 play with with my brain more engaged, and and that's what I enjoy about Magic. It's the reason I keep coming back to it, coming back to it because it's it's so, you know, I get to test parts of my brain that I don't get to test in my day to day life, and and I get to Absolutely. you know, and I get to feel smart, which is incredibly <laughs> important, incredibly important to me. Um, and, and that's that's an, an important part of it, certainly. Um, but it was yeah, it's it's, it's understanding that like, I I also enjoy playing commander, right? Like I also enjoy playing casual magic. I enjoy doing like pack wars when somebody have got some spare booster packs. I enjoy cubing, um, and I think my relationship with magic has has certainly become I want to enjoy myself as much as as much as possible. Yeah, um, for sure. Because what's what's the point? <laughs> what's the point if you're not constantly trying to have fun because it's 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 a game um and that's what i want i want for magic i want i want that enjoyment aspect i don't care if i do well i like i've said i've said before like i'd much rather go oh four an fnm um or crash out of like a gp or some some kind of winner box event or, or like uh the action events that they get a lot of attendance like i'd much rather crash out of that and, and had a bad record and enjoyed myself and feel like i've played good magic than do really well because I know that I don't have the resources to do really well, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like for me, like I, I think that the best type of magic for me is when I feel like if I win, I earned it, uh, and if I lost, I know that I played the best that I could. So mm, mm-hmm. I don't like I, I can go back and pick apart like you know, bad plays, and I feel like especially when you're playing at a real like more of a real event in. Yeah, quote marks. Um, your mm-hmm. opponent is a lot more likely to uh, like you know talk you through anything that they noticed and stuff like that that you did wrong. Like I was playing against a, a, a Green Rock player this Saturday gone uh, that I also played against uh, in uh, for the Mega Modern. Uh, mm-hmm. I was his only loss of the day uh, on that in very first round, um, and I, like, I saw him again. Uh, we played no one, um, and I got my whole sideboard out and talked him through like how I sideboard, what sort of lines I'm going for how he should sideboard and how he should try and attack the deck and stuff like that. And it just ended up in a, a really good productive conversation that I think Absolutely. we're both better magic players for having. Awesome. Yeah. One hundred percent, yeah. I really like that. Like magic is magic is a game full of puzzles and information and, and you know, interpreting that information to, to solve the puzzles. I think that's one of the things that really draws me, sort of really excites me when I, I'm playing the game. Yeah, definitely. Like it's it's more than just sitting across from an opponent, shuffling up a deck and drawing some cards, right? Like it's it's so much more than that. We've we've we we touched on that last week, um, with Kirsty, um, and those those important like social aspects of the game. But it's it is it is so much more than that. Like I go if I go to a GP, like I'm so invested in 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 doing everything I possibly can. So I'll I'll play some events. I'll I'll sign up for some some legacy side events or for a draft or stuff like that. But I'll I'll go around and I'll I'll go to vendors and try and pick up sweet versions of cards that I like. Um, just like looking at cards and just talking about cards with the vendors there and like having conversations and like if I have an opponent in an event I'll try and 
so you know make make a, like a, a sort of friendship with them and, and try and catch up with them throughout the weekend and, and have a chat and like that's those are the important interactions with me for magic so like okay i can i can go do really well at an event and i can play really good magic but i think for me personally just the, the fact that there's so much more to that there's so many aspects of this game that you can possibly enjoy so why why wouldn't you try and make the most of them yeah for sure yeah like at the end of the day magic is magic is so many different things to, to so many different people and e- even that is, is one of the aspects that I enjoy like you can you can interpret the game in so many different ways and find something that you know you enjoy that somebody else might not necessarily enjoy or someone might enjoy something that you don't enjoy you get to have this sort of like really sort of personal attachment to this thing that loads of people enjoy absolutely absolutely um so i mean has your has your opinion of the game changed like how you interact with it because i know that when i when i first got into competitive formats when i first started playing modern for example like i was um sort of playing i guess more competitively i was like okay well if i do this and, and i go to this event and i win this event i can I can do well and I can I can go to an RPTQ and I can maybe get the Pro Tour and that's sort of what I want and then I, I sort of took a step back and was like I, I don't really care if that happens like if I manage to spike a, a PPTQ and then an RPTQ or whatever the hell the system is now and then manage to end up at a Mythic Championship then that would be amazing and that would be incredible but that's not my end goal that's that's certainly not my end goal in any, in any meaningful way um, and, and now I just I kind of want to enjoy magic for, for whatever it can it can provide me so have, have your guys opinions changed on, on, on that? As, uh, through your magic career yeah yeah definitely I, I think just kind of moving away from that like results orientated thinking really kind of changed my perspective on the whole thing really like there was a time when I, I definitely was like oh I want to play the best deck and I want to win this tournament and win that tournament and like even kind of looking back on that it was kind of really silly to have that mentality at the time considering like I was working in a store so I couldn't attend like most of the events that were happening on weekends because I was working and running my own events in the store and then also being a store employee I couldn't play in the PVTQs that the store held so like why why did I even (laughs) I was even thinking about like all these kind of like high level competitive events if I couldn't even play in them (laughs) sure 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 yeah absolutely Tom what about you yeah definitely so like I yeah I I I'm still sort of in a mindset where it's like, well, yeah, if if I can be end up being a really good magic player, then you know, awesome. If I can do that, then sweet. But mm-hmm. I used to show up at P- PPTQs thinking that, like, I have to do X, Y, and Z to win, and like that was the only thing on my mind. Whereas, especially, I think over the last few months, I, I think more so after I've picked up picked up Amulet, and I I get people like. You know, in passing, talk about how it's such a hard deck to play and how they how they can pick it up and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of a confidence boost. Like it makes me feel like I'm I'm doing something right. Uh, and I think the the way that it's changed for me is whereas it used to be I want to go to this event because I want to win. I now want to go to events and do well because I like hearing people tell me that they they like to play that I made or, or you know that I'm they've noticed that I've gotten better and stuff like that. Like that was a big thing with the the rock player that i mentioned earlier uh, like at the end of the game he talked about how like uh, i played things much more smoothly and seemed like i wasn't having to think as hard and struggled to find lines and things like that a uh, couple people at manalik say things like that to me and i think that that reinforcement is now worth more to me than like being the best 
sure mm-hmm. absolutely like there's, there's, there's definitely a sense of ego behind it right <laughs> that's, that's yeah, sort of absolutely. what we like like there's, there's an ego from winning a trophy and there's an ego from someone being like i, I respect your opinion at, at magic and i i like the, the, the play you made or i i thought the play you made was good and there's that sort of like oh sweet okay i'm doing well um and that that, all, that all feeds into the same thing um but that's certainly an important part and like it's understanding your limitations and understanding what you can be good at and what you can excel at um outside of just being able to, uh, to just win a tournament and i think specifically in the uk that seems like the the sort of attitude you have to have a lot of the time yeah in terms of competitive play because there's not a lot going on we only get yeah we get such little opportunity we really do which is which is a shame we we get like what two gps a year on average yeah about that yeah yeah we have um, two this year i think yeah and the, the the chances of those lining up with your preferred format are slim um i was about to say limited but didn't want to make the joke um, <laughs> and then um you know we we have like axion putting on events um and those are great but you know they are few and far between because of you know they're not able to put on events every weekend um and I know that Manalik are putting on more events and they've started to ramp up their events, which is really, really cool. Um, and they're planning to put on legacy events and stuff, which is which is awesome, which I'm very excited to be uh, to be a part of. Um, but yeah, you don't get many opportunities to play high-level Magic. We don't have the SCG Tour. We don't have the, card, like the, the Magic Card Market series that they do. We don't have regular GPs. Um, and if you're a UK-based Magic player, you can be as good as you want and you can... <clears throat> excuse me, you can own the expensive cards and you can own the expensive decks and you can be really good at your deck, but you still don't get the opportunity to play comp rail magic that often, which is, which is a shame. Um, and it's, it's, it's what yeah. I, what I took stock of. I was like, okay, well I can't, I can't grind all these tournaments. I can't play all these tournaments. And also I work Saturdays. So most magic tournaments happen to take place on a Saturday or at least start on a Saturday. Um, I was like, okay, well that doesn't mean I'm going to give up magic. I'm not going to give up because I can't be the best. I'm not going to give up because I can't make the pro tour because that would be ridiculous. I'm still going to enjoy every other aspect of this game and, and every other thing that I can enjoy because it's that that's that's the, the appeal of magic. It's you don't have to just play the game to be to get enjoyment from it. Yeah, you sure. have so many other things to, to focus on and to pay attention to um, and to enjoy from the game. Yeah, definitely. Like I think that like speaking of Pro Tour, I think that that's what makes Autumn doing so well at the Mythic Championship even more impressive is the fact that you, oh, hell yeah. you don't get many opportunities at all to play real Comprel magic end of in the UK. Yeah. Um, especially at, you know we get so few opportunities to to you know to spike a tournament and get onto the Mythic Championship um, and then you know there's not a as far as I think the very top levels of play there's not a, a huge caliber of players in the UK to you know test yourself against and use it to get better so I think that with her being at the top it's like the only way that she could get better is to go to the you know go to the pro tour and play against the the other pros and the fact that she's just managed to land up and take the whole thing down with i i think being huge disadvantaged against the field on the basis that they get so much more practice at this sort of thing is so much more like just makes it so much more impressive yeah i mean i think the fact that like autumn won english nationals back to back kind of yeah. proves that like they are so much better than everybody else in the UK <laughs> or at least in England like yeah because I, I remember like specifically Autumn I remember them coming to they like they played around the southwest 
yeah. uh, of England, which is where I was like when I was at uni and I played Magic, and I was just, like, I saw them play a couple of times. I was like, oh, they they seem they seem pretty good. Um, and then I played against them at a PTQ, uh, and they crushed me, obviously. And they just like suddenly skyrocketed to being like certainly the best player in the country. Yeah. Um, yeah without a doubt and w- when I heard that they'd won the second nationals in a row I was like yeah, of course they did <laughs> <laughs> and that, that that like you said something that just seems so wild like they they live in this country where we all we're all limited by the there's that joke again we're all limited by the the the, the level of magic we get to play we don't get to play constantly um, and they still manage to pull it out of the bag right like <clears throat> they still manage to grind it and and, and win win their PPTQ and, and win their RPTQ and then win the Mythic Championship and, and being able to do that here shows a level of dedication to magic that I couldn't possibly reach so which, is, which is wild um, but yeah I mean like so there's so many different things to enjoy about magic that are outside of, of aspiring to to win the Mythic Championship like what what other parts of magic do you engage with to get enjoyment from it so me personally i am really into the the trading and collecting side of the game with it being obviously a, a tcg or, or ccg um mm-hmm. that's yeah something that massively massively appeals to me uh it's just that kind of like i don't know just that that hunt that continuous hunt to to track down like oh this rare card or like oh i need this this for this deck or oh there's like a, a rare like promo version of this card or or this card was was misprinted so so many so many different like things and different different i guess niches within niches to explore when it comes to like collecting the cards as well as just playing with them i mean that's a sense of achievement in itself right yeah for sure like when you get that that specific copy of that card or like you get a, a sweet reserveless card or or a sweet misprint yes there's a level of achievement like oh sweet I own this now this is a cool unique item that I enjoy having and there's a, there's a sense of I mean there's a, there's a release of dopamine from your brain when you when you pick up that piece of cardboard um, which I, it's certainly a, a part of the game that I really enjoy like I, I very much enjoy um, Japanese magic cards yeah and I know that, that Tom is also a big fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and that's that's part of the game I enjoy speaking of which if anyone listening <laughs> has a Japanese cavern of souls or two Japanese surgical extractions, please let me know. <laughs> They're the, the, the two cards I'm missing from full non-Latin character Legacy Maverick. Um, and that's that's been an achievement in itself. Like, I spent the last week, like, really trading for it, but it's, it's been a goal for a while. Yeah. Um, like, I, I've, already, I've always enjoyed, like, the, the, the sort of... Um, the look of, ja- of Japanese and Chinese cards. Um, I'm not sure if that seems a little bit racist. Is it? It seems like it might be. What, like specifically? Just you know, prefer. It's probably not. It's probably just my social justice warrior brain kicking in for no particular reason. I think you're just a <laughs> massive weeb and you're just in denial. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Dude, that's no. How dare you? <laughs> no, honestly, I'm not interested. I'm not like. I'm not particularly interested in the part of Japanese culture right? like, I, I don't like anime like I actually dislike am- anime sure. like not that anyone's like that's <laughs> a bad thing that anyone likes it like I understand the appeal but I, I don't like those things like I, I'm not I'm not particularly concerned with Japanese culture or anything like that I just I like the, the like I'm literally sitting at my desk right now I ordered some cards from MKM and they're all Japanese because I just I just enjoyed like I needed to pick up like some some anafenses yeah. uh, the fourth list and I was like well these these Japanese copies are only a euro more like how they look um, but I just, I just, I, I, I like them, so I've started collecting them, and it's it's since I picked up that 
uh, Japanese guy's cradle in Liverpool, EGB Liverpool. I was like, oh, I wish I could get this entire this entire deck in, in Japanese or Chinese. And I'm so close to it. I need those three cards. Japanese cabinet souls, Japanese surgical extractions. Please. <laughs> Please, I need them. They're the only cards I need. Um, but yeah, that, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's an aspect of the game. That's something I enjoy doing. Like, um, I have foiled EDH decks, for yeah. example. Like and that that was a that was a task in itself. Like um, that has nothing to do with playing of the game. The cards do the same thing. Like you, you still get to your deck is still the same, but it's it's that aspect of collecting that I I've enjoyed personally. Like attaining specific foils or obtaining cards in different languages or obtaining miscuts. Yeah, that have added added to the appeal of the game. Like I own a deck, I can play a deck, but it's not exactly how I want it to be. Yeah, I think that falls into that whole kind of personalization thing like you get to play the game you want to the way you want to play it and you, you get to play so yeah i don't know you just get to you get to make make something that everybody can play kind of unique to yourself in a way yeah absolutely and, and that's that's an important facet of magic and i imagine that's why it's caught on so so yeah. heavily and that's sort of the, the the driving factor behind the commander format is that you get to do what you want like there are correct things and there are things that make your deck more powerful and better but sure. if you just want to be like you know sphinx tribal <laughs> like that's sweet and that's that's unique to you and that's an, an, an enjoyable an enjoyable thing for you to do outside of just sitting down with some people and playing the game yeah um i'm very i'm very aware of bringing up the commander format with two people that do not like the format <laughs> <laughs> i apologize wait tom do you play commander i do like commander uh i'll, I'll often borrow like unless i'm there specifically because I want to like you know I've got a new card in the main deck or something that I want to try out. Uh, if I've got time to kill, I'll always borrow a commander deck. Yeah, I, I, I there's always myself. like I, I like the idea of commander. Like I like the idea of having this this deck that is you know very personal to yourself and you get to design it the way you want to design it. And yeah, like I'm, I'm totally down for like singleton for sure. But I, mm-hmm. I think it, it's just that that politics of commander and like playing the game around the game that just does not appeal to me in any way at all i think we need to extend our offer again what was the what was the figure you gave for gp liverpool <laughs> i think it was like a hundred dollars or something stupid but yeah I'd, I'd i'd play a commander game for less than that for sure that's i think that's like that that's my that's my goal for because it didn't it didn't really get to happen at gp liverpool unfortunately um that's my goal for gp london is to sit down and actually have some sweet games of commander um because it's it's that, that's that's one of the things that appeals to me so much about the format is that you get to personalize your deck you get to play exactly what you want and you get to play the colors that you want and the and, and the, the game plan that you want um and you get to like you know, personalize your magic experience. Yeah. Which, when you're playing formats like modern or standard, you you're sort of at mercy of the meta game. I mean, yeah. you, you can play a brew. You can. We talked about this on a previous episode. You you can play whatever the hell you want, but it's probably not going to be very good, and you're probably not going to have a good time. Whereas commander, you can play exactly what you want. I can I can play my stupid decks, and I can and play my cards that I just have an emotional attachment to. Um, and I think that's my my plan for GP London is just to sit you down and actually have a good game of of commander with uh, with people that you enjoy playing with, and and I think that'll sort of improve your your perception of the format sure sure we'll see yeah. it's yeah it's 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 certainly a big deal um yeah like that, that's that's one of the, the aspects of magic you can just you can play however you want and and i think a lot of people forget that a lot of people are focused on i need to win i need to win this tournament i need to do well i need to win my pbtq and 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 go grind grind harder and and play all these events because i want to do well and they're just 
I think that it certainly did for me that that, that attitude towards the game dulls it. It, it yeah. changes how the game is. It, it, it's no longer I'm playing this fun game because I want to have fun, which is why we all started when we first opened a booster pack. Like we were like, oh, this game's sweet. This is really fun. Yeah, I, sure. I I enjoy this, and you sort of lose that when you're like, you know, following the meta game and you're, you're following specific card choices and you're, you're following you're paying attention to interactions and how you must play the game we lose that that element of like well, this is fun I'm spending my free time and all of my excess cash on, on this thing and I'm, I'm not enjoying it and, and it's getting back to that root of why you enjoy the game I think it's very important yeah I, I agree there definitely yeah like I, I think that's, that's it's, it's a realisation that I've had and I think it's a realisation that there's some people I've interacted with and, and had conversations with and people I've I've seen post things on certain Facebook groups or on Twitter, they're just they're reaching for that that there's that one thing they want to attain that would make playing magic worth it. And I think there's so much that would make that makes the game worth playing and that makes your time and money and the investment you have in the game worth it that they're just missing out on because they didn't make top eight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's 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 a complex game. It's a complex game, even even outside of the fact that cards do stupid things. It's um, it's it's understanding your your place within the game. Like, you know, do you, do you like a specific format? Do you do you enjoy playing standard? Do you enjoy you know the rotating format where you have to constantly keep on top? Do you enjoy uh, legacy where the format is relatively not stagnant because that sounds like a negative word, but like you know it remains similar for for a long period of time and you get to just sort of get your inches in 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 that situation? Or do you enjoy collecting foil Japanese cards? Or do you enjoy pimping out your commander deck? Um, there's so much to do in the game. That I think a lot of people miss out on, and I think that's a shame. Yeah, I agree. Like, obviously, there's the example that we spoke about uh, before we started recording. Um, but it's like I feel like a lot of people can, especially if somebody like spikes a tournament the once, and then all of a sudden they're, you know, they're a pro Magic player. Like, mm. you no, know, you you won a PPTQ, which is you know a, a 25 to 35 player tournament that people are going to to have a good time. Mm-hmm. You're not any better of a magic player or any more important of a magic player than you were before that tournament so like i don't know i don't understand how they how people make the connection from oh cool i won this one tournament i am now like professional uk magic player (laughs) Uh, yeah man like i feel like as soon as somebody gets a taste of that like it happens so often where they just lose sight of you know the the reason that they go to FNM and the reason that they, they they you know they were playing the game in the first place. It's like everything it becomes about like tiny edges and oh yeah, well I, you shouldn't play that card because it's bad. It's like yeah, yeah. but this card's fun, a sweet thing, so I'm gonna play it. I think because, yeah, yeah, that, that, and that's certainly a part of magic I enjoy. I enjoy getting the tiny edges, but like dude, that's so much, that's so much more than that. Um, and and Tom, I think you're officially part of the the Hour of Devastation family because you've alienated a massive portion of our potential listening audience <laughs> <laughs> by saying what they do is wrong. So you get it, man. You get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's People get a lot of, are caught up in, in playing Magic correctly and properly and you know doing the, the right thing and the, the most impressive thing and, and the thing that's going to win them the tournament. It's like, oh, dude, just enjoy your stupid interactions. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy jamming games in arena where your card did a stupid thing that you didn't expect it to do and you get to have a fun story out of it and you know that's that's the important thing for magic and i think that's a very important thing for people that aren't just understand that you're not gonna you're not gonna make the mythic championship 
you're you don't have time to devote enough to magic you don't have time to grind and and play standard to the the top level that require that, that it requires to get to the big tournaments and just enjoy what you're doing and enjoy your hobby i think is 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 my my overarching theme for for this show i think yeah definitely i think people lose their roots very quickly um mm-hmm. and i think that it i mean it definitely for me like i think it it'll absolutely enhance people's play experience if they just sort of take a step back and think you know well this is why i started playing the game where where did i lose that and i think once you once you get that back your your experience is going to be improved tenfold yeah definitely um green white cards are awesome and i will think that my entire magic playing career even if it's not correct <laughs> sure has anyone got any more points they want to hit i mean like something i i wanted to ask i mean obviously i already know the answer for you sam but it's like what uh what are people's favorite like archetypes of deck to play and why okay that's sweet cool so in like specific formats or yeah, yeah so like uh, like format specific like of, of course if that's uh if that's relevant to the like why you you feel the way that you do uh, maybe yeah I, like, I think i think i guess i guess if we sort of break it down into i guess the player like player types or like is it like psychographics is that, is that the term for it Oh, the, the sort of names people like yeah, uh, like Johnny, Spike, Timmy, yeah, those all those all those gendered names for magic players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I think if we if we break it down to that, like I think I I fit kind of perfectly in between like the the Spike and and the Johnny sort of side of things. I don't know, maybe there's a bit of Timmy in there as well. Like I I I like I really like combo decks. I think are probably my favorite deck. And my favorite style of deck. I think I like I like solving puzzles. I think that's that's my my main sort of draw to them. Uh, I like so I think I think my my favorite decks that I have played in standard uh, were definitely that mono blue paradoxical outcome if a flux reservoir deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I found it a decent amount of of success with that. Um, but then, like I've also enjoyed things like, um, um, like playing Teferi, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, to, I mean, Teferi's fine. Like, I think <laughs> like control decks in standard just seem to be kind of like the the default, like deck that I sort of drift towards too. Like, if there's if there's if there isn't a combo deck, I'll play a control deck in standard definitely. Uh, but. Even like stuff like Ataka Red is, is a deck that I, I had a decent amount of success with, like an F and M slash store championship level in the past, and it's one of the decks that I really really enjoyed. Just I know it, it's it's much less of like an interesting combo than something like a Paradoxical Outcome deck or something like a Storm deck, but just seeing like well I've got the Ataka's command, I've got the Team of Battle Rage, I can cast this, I can delve away this to become immense this. Just finding those lines, like I really enjoyed. Can I just can I just point out that you just said Teferi is fine. Yeah, yeah, Teferi is fine. That's mm. <laughs> <laughs> dude. You love Teferi. I mean, sure. I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just a little bored of like drawing cards with Teferi specifically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big talk, big talk. Sure. I don't know. I, I think I think I think my my love of Teferi has kind of diminished a bit. Uh, due to playing other decks and other formats, and yeah, having lots of fun casting dark rituals. You can cast you can cast a fairy in vintage, right? I, I mean, you can, but you probably don't want. To. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So yeah, outside of standard, like modern, 
I modern have had a bit of a, a strange relationship, I guess, with really like originally. I played a the very first deck I ever built in modern was like a Iraktos aggro deck, I guess. Really, just something that I brewed myself from uh, the cards that I'd liked in standard at the time that I'd rotated, and then like was looking at other cards that might fit into the deck. So it was obviously stuff like lightning bolt and. Uh, found sort of bump in the night from that as well and was like okay this is cool this is kind of what I want to do and then I saw somebody playing Tron on um, on Channel Fireball and was like right that's that's the kind of thing I want to be doing casting turn three cons so like Tron was a deck that I played for a while uh, and then it was the first time that um, I think it was Zach Elsick had day two'd a Grand Prix and Latin Control got a bit of a write up and a, a deck tech uh, saw that deck and sort of instantly fell in love and was like this this is exactly the kind of magic I want to be playing like all of these cards from all of these sets that should never have seen each other ever come together to make this just like really well oiled machine yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's the kind of like magic I enjoy the most just that that kind of like puzzle with like lots of different moving parts mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's funny your, your affinity for certain decks, whether that involves affinity or not, yeah, um, I'm just gonna let that joke, joke ride. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's funny for the decks that you have an affinity for, the the, the decks you enjoy. Um, I mean, for me personally, I'm a Timmy, Timmy Tammy, right? That's the that's yeah. the other the the woman version, right? Because I've been so kind to to give that to us. Um, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> I'm s- certainly certainly a Timmy player. Um, I enjoy big nonsense. I enjoy casting Genesis Wave for forty, sure. um, and I've always enjoyed that. Like I've always enjoyed big green creatures and big stupid effects. Like, um, but I understand that that doesn't necessarily play into uncompetitive settings. That's that's why I've enjoyed Maverick so much because you still get to cast Knights of the Red Grey that are three mana ten tens and just smash your opponent's pieces. Yeah. But I also get to do the stupid stuff where I get to cheat for Wastelands and cheat for Mazes of Earth and, and, and do the, the sort of combat nonsense. And that's why I've, I've enjoyed that so much because I picked up... The first time I picked up Maverick, so it's, it's the first time I played Legacy, it was the first time I got Legacy dead together because I thought it'd be sweet. And I picked up Elves because I managed to get a sweet deal in Gaia's Cradles. Um, and I that slowly evolved and I was like, okay, well, with this core of green cards and, and these dual lands that I own... I can build Nick Fit and I can build Maverick and I started to play Maverick and was like this is I get to play small green creatures I get to play big green creatures I get to like attack my opponent by being fair and casting creature spells um, and that's just sort of stuck with me as a way to play Magic yeah. and, and it's like, like I can I can do the, the big the big things where I just kill my opponent on the spot or I can do these intricate plays and that's that's where I've where I've sat with Magic Um it's what I enjoy to do the most. I enjoy the value plays, and I'm not sure what what psychographic that um, <laughs> that, that fit, fits into. Whether that's a, like a, a spike or a Johnny. Yeah, not really... I, I'm not sure. I, th- I think like I maybe I'd like to do like a, like an episode exploring the, the psychographics, really, because like to to me when I think of like when I think of like what like a a typical like Timmy Tammy player would be would be like or like like a deck. I'd say I think. Tron kind of like fits into that archetype because you're just you're casting big things, you're casting big you know planeswalkers dead early and massive Eldrazi and, and things that would typically just make you kind of go like ooh, ooh wow that's really cool ooh and there's not a lot of thought behind it but then like I think of like the I think of the the cards that I like 
and they do have sort of similar effects. So like particularly like paradoxical outcome is one of, one of like if not my favorite magic card like ever printed. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like it kind of sits in this like strange sort of like Johnny space because it's this because it's it's a blue card that fits into combo decks and like enables like lots of strange things. But the way I the, I almost kind of view it as a Timmy card because it it does that kind of like thing that makes you go wow like you you get to draw loads of cards from it. Mm-hmm. Four mana draw seven. Yeah, yeah. Speed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do the episode so I can give gender-neutral names to order for the categories. Yeah. Because because <laughs> I personally feel unable to identify with any of them. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm very much a Vorthas as well. Like, I'm very much into the lore. I love reading the stories. I love flavor text on cards. I love yeah. art of cards. Um, that's, that's very much it. It's very much the, the, the collector part of me. Something that's kept me playing Magic is just how sweet the cards physically are. Like, I get to look at a card and think, that looks great. And I like the story of that character, and um, I have an affinity for certain characters. Like, um, like I, I like reading about characters. Like I, I said last week, I, I really enjoy uh, Alicia, who's Mars of Death. Just like that whole story was obviously excellent. Yeah. Um, and I have it's, it's not a card I particularly enjoy at all, like playing with. But I enjoy that card because of <clears throat> the um, the story that goes along with it, the lore that goes along with it. Um, and that the flavor of it, and, and that's certainly a part of a part of magic that I really enjoy. I think, to be honest, I'd play flavorful cards before I'd play good cards. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Tom, what about you? How do you how do you fit into into to magic in terms of how, like the, these these sort of player types? Uh, I think I'm like a. I think I'm like I I, I want to be a spike, but I'm just probably just not there yet. Like. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the probably the main reason I'm so drawn to Amulet. It's like, yeah, sweet, I get this awesome turn to just I win button every now and then. But I can play a, I can play you know a, a forty minute grindy game of Magic and still win with the same deck that people are afraid of dying to on you know turn two or turn three. Like the the whole toolbox aspect is just like everything i want to be doing yeah for sure absolutely like, yeah you, I, I think like you said uh you said yourself like the main input to, oh, sorry no go ahead yeah like you you said yourself sound like the your main pull to green white is just stick value and it's like it, it feels like oh, yeah. everything i do in the deck is just value yeah sweet there's, there's something to that like the fact that even if you don't you get to win the game you took so many game actions and did so many sweet things that the cards allow you to do that just feels rewarding and feels fulfilling yeah absolutely. I, I feel like that's what draws me towards the sort of like Johnny side of things, like away from a spike. I feel like it, I, I could, I could just go and play like the best deck or whatever, like whatever the best deck is that weekend. But I don't think I would get the same amount of enjoyment as I would. Like, yeah. like look at like like Legacy for example. Like I, I could easily play like a like a Delver deck or like a Grixis Death Shadow or like a even like a Death and Taxes deck, like whatever. Uh, like and I know I have recently resleeved up Storm to go and play uh, at Magic Fest in the side events there, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I just know like the deck that I'm most happy playing is like this this paradoxical outcome monastery mentor deck. Yeah, because it's something you enjoy, right? Yeah, definitely. I would just, just enjoy that to, like so much better. When you get to, so it's, it still has game. It still gets to win tournaments. You still get to win games, but the the games that you win are more of a story. Yeah, for right? sure. Like that was certainly my experience of watching you play side events in Liverpool. <laughs> so, like I got to kill him by by doing this and having your opponents read your cards and like that sort of that element to it. Yeah, is is certainly important. 
Oh, magic's great. It is, yeah. I got, yeah. I got damn love magic. <laughs> it's just this, this. That's the thing. It's so many elements to it. like. I guarantee I could talk about this, this aspect of things for like an, another two hours. Just, but like the intricacies of magic and and what I specifically enjoy about them and just, the, just those things about it. They're just so good. Um, but I, I, I feel like we're 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 be reaching reaching our time. Um, does anyone have any sort of last minute last minute thoughts about about? about magic and, and why it's so good yeah like, i think that if if people take nothing else away from this it's like i i, I would say it's yeah it ch- just sort of look back at your roots like we all started playing magic for a reason uh and i think it's easy to easy to lose sight of that when ulterior motives for uh, sort of come into play as you go on for longer like and if nothing else just you know remember that magic is sick like yeah magic is <laughs> awesome Hell yeah! We're you know we're all playing it for a reason. Uh, it's as popular as it is for a reason. Just enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. I think just, that is just the most important thing. Like, however you play Magic, make sure you're having fun while you are playing it. Absolutely, that's that's definitely it. That's that's definitely my what I like to preach about Magic. Just enjoy enjoy everything anything you can with the game because it's so good. Agreed. Awesome. So that's pretty much all we have time for this week. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, if you want to hit us up on social media, you can get me. Uh, you can get us at hrfdcast on Twitter or facebook.com/hrfdcast. Or you can also head over to patreon.com slash hour of devastation, uh, like Tom did, which we are eternally, eternally thankful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can give back as little as $1 a month, all the way up to $20 per month, if you want to come onto this podcast yourself and do what Tom did and just, just tell us how we're wrong about everything. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. How, how, how was it, Tom? Was it was it worth the, uh, the $20 a month, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I've been looking forward to this like since I since I subbed to the Patreon. Like it's it's so awesome to be able to to be a part of something that gives like gives me so much enjoyment uh, outside of it. So yeah, thank you for having me. No, thank you for being thank, here. Yeah, absolutely. thank you for for coming on. It's yeah, it, it means a lot. Uh, and absolutely. yeah, we, we love we love interaction of like any kind. Like even if it is just like an angry react or a laugh react on a Facebook post. Like <laughs> go, oh, go ahead and do that. Week. As we discovered last week, that's my favourite thing. If someone wants to shout at me about this podcast, absolutely go for it. Yeah. I'll have an argument with anyone. Awesome. If you want to hit me up on my social, personal social media, I am at PeachGardenOaf on Twitter. That's Oaf of an F. Or you can find me on Facebook as Joe Loudon. I'm in pretty much every magic group there is, uh, other than probably like Legacy Maverick, so don't, don't go looking for me there. <laughs> there, isn't, there isn't a Facebook group I've looked. There's a Discord. Oof. You can be in the Discord if you want. It's great. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, pass. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me at snail69. Nice. Thank you. It's even better live. <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's my favorite part of the week. Just saying 69 and having Joe go nice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> you can you can oh, you can find me on Facebook, but Jesus Christ, don't. <laughs> Tom, what about you? Where can people where can people possibly find you on the internet? Uh, I'm, I'm just on Facebook, uh, Thomas Hughes. I'm in like all of the Facebook groups, like bragging about my Galaxy Brain plays and telling people why they shouldn't bring in Damp in Sphere and Blood Moon against Amulet Titan and hoping that somebody <laughs> believes me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play these good cards, I swear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. awesome. So that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, once again, we are approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned, so we'll see you again next week on Our Devastation. 